0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by.
1: It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go.
0: Inside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kyler. We're going out to the Brown and and Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend, the Blues Insider for The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, joining us here on the show. Jer, how you doing, my man?
2: Doing all right, doing all right, guys. Just listening to Tanner tell me how he's a
0: celebrity and everybody at jury duty knew who he was. It was impressive. He came in this morning, he said, guys, first of all, love jury duty. It was the the best experience I've ever had. He said he was begging them to
1: put him on the... The crew
0: and then he told us about how as he was getting ready to go through the process there was a man that recognized him raised his hand when they said hey do you know anybody in here he said hey i don't really know the guy but uh i listened to tanner hendrickson's show every day and just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that and then apparently seven
1: other people raised their hands and said hey i listen to that kid too and that right there is why we wear headphones at the grocery store <laughs> jr right. that's why i'm here today
2: Shout out to those people listening in jury duty. Yeah, uh, it gets
0: off, but uh, but they're still there. That's right. Uh, <laughs> right now, it might be better to have jury duty than to watch the Blues on a nightly basis, junior What's gone wrong with this team? I, I know that's the question that we've been asking really all year long, but is there an easy way to frame what has gone awry?
2: I would love to be on jury duty tonight. Um, that's a good question.
0: Uh, I, I think that
2: gosh, you know, even in the fifteen minute segment, it's tough to hit on everything. But, you know, I I've tried to explain it from my point of view this way. I tried to do this in the mailbag a couple days ago, that I think this is a good team on paper. I think it can be a good team on the ice. But I think once the season got started you could kind of see some of the flaws. I think when you don't have somebody to play with Ryan O'Reilly and you miss that guy on the right side David Prawn, listen, we can beat up the team all we want. That's not going to change anything, but it exists. It's an issue. They missed David Prawn. I think defensively, when Nick Letty came over in the trade, uh, he can skate. He can guard against the top offensive players on the other side. But I think big picture, there's no one physical in that top four. And I think that when teams go out there, they're just not necessarily afraid of anybody. And not only that, but we've seen you know, what can happen when they don't skate and get the puck out and aren't able to box out anybody in front. There's just a ton of goals against, and you're putting a lot more pressure on Jordan Bennington. I think what the biggest surprise to me is the special teams, and they were so good last year, and they're not this year. And you look at a power play who you guys touched on it earlier, that's probably the best stat of the season right now is, is the power play, middle of the pack, mm-hmm. and yet and yet they almost give up two shorthanded goals last night. And, and then you look at the penalty kill last in the league. So um, I think once, those flaws are exposed. Then you lose games. Then you lose confidence, and it's hard to get back.
1: And Jr. Speaking of that confidence, I mean that's something that's a word Craig Berube has used multiple times. And of course, people go back to the 2018 2019 season when he came in and said, "This is a this is a team that lacks confidence right now. We got to reinstill that." I, I don't know if you're a head coach if you can do that twice with the same core of people, but it seems like that's their biggest issue right now
2: yeah, so it's a good point. Here's the only thing. so when when Craig Ruby comes in, and that was where the first words out of his mouth, you're right, back in two thousand and eighteen, he takes over for Mike Hill and he said, "This group needs confidence." Well, guess what? They had a really good roster. They had a really good lineup. They had Stanley Cup hopes. And now you got a guy coming in who's pumping energy into the team. And oh, by the way, you know you're already a couple months into the season, so you're going to be able to fight through those dog days of January and, and February because now you've got this new confidence and, and you're winning games, and people are saying you can't come from last place and make the playoffs, and and they get in the playoff spot, and you know the rest is history. You know now is a different situation, and this is not an indictment on Craig Brubee whatsoever. You know I've already you know made my uh, you know thoughts known on that that I don't think Craig Brubee is, is the issue, but now you're talking mid-season look we haven't even gotten to the dog days yet and this team has what a six percent chance of, of making the playoffs and if you're looking at the the roster you know what's going to change what's going to get better in the next couple of weeks that gives these guys hope i mean uh, you know how do you make a trade in in early december that's going to change the face of your team I, I just don't think it's possible and unless these guys somehow get better all of a sudden then then things aren't going to change so it looks like it's going to be a really long season i have no doubt that at some point Doug Armstrong's going to do something, uh, and I, I repeat myself by saying uh, I don't think other teams around the league are ready to do that, to do that right now. But as soon as they are, I think something will
0: happen. Jr. I think we're I think tomorrow or maybe two days from now would be exactly one month removed from Doug Armstrong's comments uh, during that losing streak, and I, I remember talking to you during that situation, and I said, "Hey, Jr. We." are we overstating all of this? Like we're, we're 10 games into the season. They've lost at that point. I think it was six in a row. Is is all of this a bit too early to be talking about trading guys off and the rebuild or retool or whatever it might end up being. I don't think it's too early anymore. I think now we're, we're officially there after this most recent, recent stretch. So I wanted to ask you a question that I'm going to ask of Alex later on. Is this a situation where hockey trades could make sense for the blues, where they kind of try to retool on the fly? Or is this going to be kind of a necessary rebuild on the fly, where you end up maybe trading a Ryan O'Reilly and a Vladimir Tarasenko, and maybe it ends up being like an Ivan Barbashev for draft picks, and you just try to kind of redo this thing in the off season?
2: Yeah, so to touch on that first point, you know, when Doug Armstrong decides to come out 10% into the season and say that, you know, that kind of catches my attention, because I, like you, thought, okay, this is... You know, kind of early, but if uh, the president of hockey operations decides he's going to come out and say something, and I realize there were other motives, you know, everybody was getting tired of hearing what the coach and the team had to say. So Doug steps up to to be that voice. But still, for him to come out uh, 10% of the season and say that, I think he saw something definitely that even, you know, some of us saw. Um, But now you get to a point where what what can you do? You know, let's look at uh, you're not giving up on the season, but what can you do? Retool, rebuild. You know, I mentioned earlier that we're probably still weeks or, or maybe even a month or a month and a half away from, I think, being in, in a position to trade some of those unrestricted uh, free agents. You know, I could be wrong. Maybe they could work out a deal, Tarasenko, in a couple weeks, and, and, uh, and that change is made. Uh, but I think we're still a little ways away from that. But the, the key thing is here, what will Doug Armstrong try to do? Will he try to work on the fly and, and, and try to make a couple trades that can still make this team competitive the next couple of years and sort of play through this. Like he's been able to do through the fly. Uh, I think throughout his entire uh, reign as the blues GM, or is this going to be a deal where he peels it back and he just strips some of these parts. But then we lead to all the questions that we've been asking for, you know, weeks now is what players are movable. Like who's taking on a seven year contract. Who's taking on an eight year guy. Uh, I think that that's going to be the difficult part. Uh, to me, those are off-season summer moves, at which point you know, does it get better, any better the rest of the season? I just don't see that.
1: JR, I, I I talked about this on post game, and we're going to get into this a little bit later. But I'm curious your thoughts. The people that are clamoring for all right, you know, blow it up, start trading pieces away, get draft picks, and let's enter this rebuild phase. I, I don't know if people grasp the understanding of how rebuilds work. I, I think more so than anything, if you're Doug Armstrong, you're looking at this scenario and saying we need to see if we can do a quick transition. We need to see if we can do what Dallas did with their team, or heck, what we did with our team from David Backus to Alex Patrangelo. But I guess the bigger question is, do they have the pieces to make that quick transition in terms of the right guys on the roster to help bridge that gap?
2: Yeah, see, so that's the key, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you look at a roster, you know, the, the Washington Capitals right now are an extreme. They got 11 guys who are going to be free agents this offseason. But let's just tone it down a bit and say you got five or six guys. You know, not a lot of guys under six, seven, eight-year contracts you can kind of change things up and, and, and make some creative moves and change this roster significantly so it, you kind of fix the flaws, but you, you still have a team that uh, can compete through this. But when you have Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko, who, oh, by the way, would probably get you a pretty good uh, package back in terms of you know futures, I, I think that uh, you have to look at the situation honestly and say, you know, what teams out there – What cap teams, and those are going to be the playoff teams, the cap teams, heading into the trade deadline are going to want to take on a guy who's not playing well for his own team, and yet you still owe him $40, $50 million. And that's what I'm trying to to say here. It's not as easy as as a fix for Doug Armstrong if you decide to take the rebuild route. Like, he's going to have to take each case by case. Okay, here's Tory Krug. Is there any interest out there in him with his contract? You know, and I'm just pulling up examples of guys with long-term contract, you know, Colton Prickle, Braden Shen, so on and so forth. I mean, you, you can't just pick up the phone and unload four of those guys with those long-term deals, you know, find this nice package for them. And all of a sudden you got a different team with a lot of hope that, you know, can be a little bit competitive, but at the same time, you're really building for the future. This is a a really, really difficult situation that the Blues are in.
0: Jr., we appreciate the time as always, man. People can find your uh, your pieces on the mailbag over at the Athletic, or they can follow you on Twitter for all of your reporting throughout the days at JP Rutherford. We'll talk with you again next week, my man.
2: Yeah, yeah, and just posted a uh, podcast with John Hamm. Talked to him a couple days ago, and and that was just posted. So uh, he was uh, really good, fun to talk to, and. You know he's trying to keep a, a bright outlook here, but uh, pretty honest about the blues right
1: now. I gotta say, hey, what does he want, Jared? Does John Ham want to rebuild or a retool? <laughs> well, you have to listen to find out. Oh, <laughs> oh you, son of a, a gun. you a son of a gun! You son of a gun! Jr. We'll talk with you soon,
0: man. <laughs> All right, see you guys.